right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I am Caleb, and with me as always is Craig. And even though it's downtime of the year, as far as it goes with football, we're still here for you. Always here for you. Keeping it real. Always. Real real stupid sometimes, but real. (laughs) Real talk, real stupid every week. Yeah. And you know what? You know what today is? It's a good day to be Polish, which I am, by the way. Oh, yeah. I totally... Totally forgot about that. Actually, I forgot about that until somebody brought uh, that stuff into work. Wow, Patchkeys, yeah, yeah, Patchkeys. Yeah. I always pronounce it wrong, so well, you know how I butcher things. So, <laughs> but yeah, my grandmother was from Poland, so it's uh, yeah, and my wife, her mom was right from Warsaw, so oh man, yeah, so yeah, we got Polish blood. I mean, I can't tell me times I've heard Polak jokes in my life, but. I have not heard that political correct system, you know, the way we live in. Yeah. Everybody's getting all bent out of shape because, you know, we don't want to offend anybody. When is the Pollocks going to rise up? When are we going to take a stand against the Pollock jokes? I don't know, man. I'm I'm tired of it. I'm ready to throw a stink. Well, to be honest, I feel like I don't hear it all that much. So I don't know if it's just that I don't, there's not, well, actually, tell you the truth, I am in like the center of, the Polish community in the town that I live in. Oh, okay. Not, not that I really know my neighborhood very well and everybody who lives there, but there is like the Polish restaurant right down the road, actually. Yeah. And, and then the Polish bakery. Um, but Good yeah, I, I haven't really grown up around it. So I, I don't hear a lot of Polish jokes. So yeah, maybe people you know. just say it to Polish people. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, definitely, you know, you're a Polak, you know, you're not very bright and you're kind of stupid. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, if we're going to go full blown politically correct, we might as well just get the Polish people to rise up now, right? Hey, everybody's offended, right? If you want, if you want that movement, man, I'm, I'm not Polish. So, but now I'm going to have to start looking up Polish jokes. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, give me a break. In fact, you know, I'm one of those Polish guys who, you know, you know, you get the last name Pennington, but, it, you know, that's very English. So I'm like half Polish, half English. But, uh, you know, the Polish jokes, in a way, I found quite funny. <laughs> I'm one of those guys. You know, I don't get offended. I just kind of think, oh, that's a pretty good one, I have to admit. So very clever. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I've never really, I mean, I don't know if I've ever really had jokes directed at me. Yeah. Because, I mean, I've got, I'm half German, quarter Scottish, quarter Irish, so I don't know. I mean, there's something out there, so, (laughs) but. Well, yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm like, let's not start this movement on Polish people getting all mad about that, so. How many Polacks it take the screw in a light bulb? So, you know those jokes. But well, everybody yeah. everybody wants to be Polish today. Oh yeah, I know, man. Those things are good. And you know what? You want look. Here's the thing: Polish people really, in a way, don't get mad about jokes and the things like that. We don't. We make good food. There's a lot of funny things we do. But there's one thing that you want to offend a Polak or a Polish person the most. 
if you think a Pachki is a donut, if you call it a donut, it tastes like a donut, you're in trouble. Don't ever call it a donut. <laughs> I, oh, trust me. I've always known that they're not a donut because yeah. I, I actually have not had very many in my lifetime. I yeah. could probably count on one hand how many I've had. Like today I actually, I had like one and a quarter yeah. because somebody brought sure. some into work, but I just never really thought that they were that appealing looking. Right. The ones I saw, because you see the generic ones at like Myers and Walmarts and grocery yeah. stores and things like that. But somebody brought some in from a bakery. Oh, wow. And yeah. Those looked, they looked amazing. They were amazing. I was really bummed out because we were all trying to figure out what was in which one. Oh, okay. You've yep. got like the jelly and the custard and the cream. And I'm a cream filled type right. of guy. And I couldn't find any cream filled. I, I, there were some powdered ones, but I, I would have sworn that they would have been jelly-filled. So I went a different route. I just wanted to avoid custard because I'm not the big custard fan. Right. Come to find out, it was the powdered ones that had the cream-filled. Yeah. That's like uh, opposite day or something. Most <laughs> of the time, those things never have cream in them. <laughs> you should have just you know, crushed it with your hand and seen what spilled out. I don't know. I figured out that way, but yeah. I know, man. Those are good stuff. It's, you know, what, 100% sugar? So, oh, gosh, like 20,000 know, calories. And yes, yeah, and you almost have to hit the gym afterwards and do, you know, about 1,000 miles on the treadmill. But, uh, yeah, I know, man. Those things are good. So how many did you have? I had a couple. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I had to, you know, and I knew I was going to the gym, so I had to work that off. So, yeah. So, yeah, those things are really, really good. But, uh, yeah. You know, once Fat Tuesday, man. That's why they call it Fat Tuesday. Yeah, they don't call it Fat Tuesday for nothing, that's for sure. So, yeah, yeah, I might be uh, playing basketball this week, so hopefully I get the chance to be able to try to work some of that off. But, yeah, so that was today, and you learned something new every day. I did not realize that uh, you were Polish and everything. So, I don't know. Now I might need to find a new co-host. You might. (laughs) Well, you know what it does? It kind of gives me a little leeway of, you know, when I spout out and I don't know what I'm talking about. So, you know, so I am using that Polak thing. <laughs> you got a crush now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So. Well, don't be using that crutch too much because we're going to be going back and going yep. to check out the 2016 season. So it should be fun. It'll be interesting to see what we bring up because we have not really compared a whole lot. So I'll be kind of interested to hear your perspective on things. But we will go ahead and definitely be going into our football talk here coming up. All right. So before we get into that, since we're kind of we're in the limbo stage where 2016 has ended, we're in 2017, but it's not the 2017 season yet. We actually got a voicemail from a listener, and it actually you bringing up the uh, patch keys. Did I say that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got it right. Um, You bringing that up is interestingly enough because it makes me think of something else, something that we used to talk about on the show, but we don't really talk about anymore. But we have a voicemail from a listener that I need to play here for you. All right. Yep. And if it plays. Hi, my name 
My name is Anastasia. I'm a huge fan of the Peanut Butter and Jelly Show. I can't wait for next year's season to start and very excited for the spring game. And as always, go Blue from Indiana. Wow. Yeah, the Peanut Butter and Jelly Show. Thanks, Anastasia. That's awesome. We really appreciate that voicemail. Yeah, I mean, Anastasia obviously is um, bubbly and, you know, and likes the sweetness of jelly, right? Hey. That, that I am. And, you I'm, know, but very the, fond of me. And you I, can't go wrong with smooth peanut butter. Hey, you know what? I've got, hey, there's protein in peanut butter. Peanut butter is good for you. Yeah, well, you know what, Anastasia, you know who, you know, you know, you like the jelly, and jelly is what seals it in. Thank you for calling in, and we know who you're, you're, who you like on the show. Let's no bones about it. Thank you for calling in. Oh yeah, now you're going to be breaking it down on who's better and everything. I I was appreciating her voicemail for uh, what it was and what she did, and I wasn't making it about myself. Oh, okay. Well, I was, and. Thank you for calling in. That was really cool, man. Yeah, I, that was awesome. Yeah. She yeah. she is being raised right because she yeah. is a Michigan fan. So there's no doubt that there is a proud parent there, uh, yeah. parents of that child, because they're a Michigan fan. So that's always great because I'm, yeah. I'm trying to do the same with my daughter. So now she has an older role model. Yeah, and you know what? And the thing is about the show is – all walks of life, you know, walks of life can walk, listen to the show. Anybody can listen to the show because we try to not, you know, get a little bit too crazy with the swear words or anything like that. It's a pretty clean show, so there's times maybe we get a little bit of rough around the edges, but enough. Sometimes Craig, yeah, gets a, a little, little bit upset, me, a little bit upset. So there's a little tantrum. Yeah. So, and that's pretty cool that actually, uh, uh, you know kids can listen to the show and get a lot out of the show because they are Michigan fans and you are going to get a lot out of the show. So, yes, you're around all the time and we welcome yep. voicemails all the time. So yeah, that was cool to be able to get that voicemail. We appreciate it. Um, looking forward to 2017. That's for sure. We will be getting into the two, the very early look at 2017, uh, maybe next week, but uh, for sure coming up, but we are now actually going back and I don't know uh, maybe if this was the best thing, but I was trying to find something to encapsulate it, so I had to go out and find something. Okay. Do a go-back music. Marty! You've got to come back with me! Where? Back to the future! Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't completely loud. I was a little disappointed by it, because I was like trying to pull things together here before we were recording. Yeah. But back... To the future, but wouldn't it be back to the past? I they they yeah. throw that term around a lot in that uh, I know movie series where they're saying back to the future, but they're talking about going back to the back. Past. That was back to the future, but no. anyways, we're going back in time, time travel, back to the future. It all wraps in together and works together somehow, yeah. And if you haven't seen that trilogy, that movie, then you definitely should check it out because. The first one is well worth it. Some of the other stuff. Yeah. Though, so wow, Anastasia, go watch that movie. It's a good movie. You'll like it. Yeah. So That should be a good one to watch. So we are going back 
to 2016. If this was going back years further than that, it would have been kind of funny to pull some of the, you know, how, oh, what was it? In this year or whatever, they do those things, and they pull yeah. the uh, top hits from that year. Yep, for the year, and they do it at the end of the year. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But we have to do it now because the season over. And Yeah, and it's only one year ago, so we're not really going to be going right. back that far. But I did go in our archives. I dug in our paper archives, our folders, which consists of all of two papers, <laughs> <laughs> which, which this there actually means I accidentally found in my laptop bag. I did find the sheet that I had for the beginning of the season, my prediction for the records for all the te- teams in the conference. Mm. So oh, interesting. I, yeah. So I am not proud to say you're way off. I was, I wasn't way off by only guessed two out of 14. Correct. Like on the dot, most of them were pretty close, but only two out of 14 were on the dot one from each division. So Craig, give me, a guess for what team from each division I was able to guess correctly. One of them I think might be kind of obvious if you really kind of take a moment to think about it, but the other one, I, it might be kind of a stretch five, but hmm. so somebody from the West and somebody from the East. Oh boy. Um, and this was in the, was this before the season? Yeah, this was before the season kicked off. So, Hmm. Uh, let's see. Ian, you don't have to spend too much time on it. Just kind of like throw some teams out there from each division. Well, I'm trying to think, you know, you would say, I think, well, obviously I think you, you were going to go with Ohio state, right? Ohio state was really close, but that was not the one from the East. It's, it's, it's well, easy to eliminate a couple because Michigan we thought was only yeah. going to lose one. And then Penn state was a surprise so team at Michigan pick, state. Bombed. You picked Michigan for the East. Yeah. And I picked Nebraska for the West. Yeah. Nebraska. Yep. Right. So, um, yeah. And I think I picked Michigan. Picked- also. I picked, picked Michigan also in the East. And then I did pick, and I was pretty darn close, as I picked Wisconsin. For yeah, the you, you were half right, so. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was about right on that. And, well, yeah, we no one had Penn State in there at all, so. Yeah, no. Nope. Not in the East at all, so. But, um, yeah, it's, yeah, I know, man. It, it, you know, i about half right with Wisconsin, so, you know. And I think you guys did laugh at that, though. Um, in a way, I think you guys kind of said, "Oh yeah, right." We'll yeah, I think you time. were you were kind of the unpopular. Wisconsin was kind of the unpopular one because I think Nebraska and I were the popular ones. But I With was reason because they had a new quarterback, they had a brand new quarterback playing, and you know, we no one really expected Wisconsin's defense to be that good. I mean, that that good, and they yeah. were really good. So, but yeah. Yeah, so, but the two that I was able to guess correctly, um, from the West, I actually got Nebraska correct at finishing 9-3 and in the regular season because I didn't do bowl season. I just did regular season guess. So I got 9-3, and which I, like we were just talking about, had them winning the Big Ten. 
and Wisconsin uh, with the tiebreaker over Iowa, which that totally didn't pan out. But then the team that I got right from the East Division was Rutgers at 2-10. and 10. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go, man. That's Rutgers for you. Wow. Yep. So thank you, Rutgers, for uh, helping me get – gosh, that's not even 20% correct. I'm not, I'm not good at math, but I know that's not 20% correct. So, yeah, so I did not do so hot with that, but that was just kind of funny because I just randomly came across that. But we will be looking – I mean, we'll bring up stuff from the other teams, but we'll probably be focusing here on the stuff with Michigan. And I know last year we did our awards. I don't think this year we're, re- uh, we're really going to do the awards, but we can talk about the same, I guess you would say, categories that right. we talked about last year because – we had we talked about things such as the best offensive play of the year, the best defensive play, the best game of the year, the best player overall, the worst play for Michigan, the worst game for Michigan, and a favorite Harbaugh moment of 2016, which is actually, I was thinking about that, and I remember this from our conversation last year. That one's kind of tough because so much happens, and you oh, forget what was 2017 and 2016. So we might have to forego that one. But let's go ahead and start off with um, the best things for Michigan that happened in 2016. And so uh, talking about the some of the best offensive moments for Michigan, did you have anything? Oh, man, I just realized that I had some notes. And I left them. Oh, okay. I can remember it, though. So we'll roll with it. I'll let you go ahead and start uh, the conversation, though. So. so we're doing the best offensive plays or moments? or uh, what? You can talk, brainstorm some of the best offensive plays okay. from 2016. If you have one, just highlight that one. But Well, I think, you know, you, you kind of take a overall look at some of the best offensive plays and, you know, and, and, and trying to encompass them into like, you know, was there any fantastic passes or anything like that or, or runs that we can remember. And, you know, you know, I think back at, you know, two years ago when you had uh Devion Smith, you know, kind of that breaking that tackle, I believe is against BYU or somebody like that. And just um, ran that and did a spin move and, just was breaking tackles off and right. And there was nothing like that this year, but um, um, you can look back at the um, Amaro Dar, you know, that spate pass to Darbo during the Wisconsin game to put us up um, against them, and it, which was a big pass because it was a rainbow pass to him, which was a really good pass to, uh, that he did. But, um, you know, and I, it, there really wasn't one that, I could think of, you know, there was a lot of times we were on the five yard line and you could say, you know, giving it to Hill and, you know, so many downs that he scored. But, you know, mine would go back to is I'm going to kind of give mine to uh, I'm going to give it to uh, Jabril Peppers on the punt return. Um, I think he did that his first punt return against uh I believe it was a Colorado, wasn't it? Yeah, it was he, Colorado. Yeah, that I think that was one of the ones that kind of broke that game open for us because the very fact is our special teams really showed up and they were beating us, what, 21-7 in the first quarter. And I think that one, you know, Jabril Peppers doing that 50-yard, 50 54-yard, something like punt return was for a score was one of the best. And I think that really got us back on 
track in that game. So, um, um, you I know, that, that was, I think that one was later in the game though. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was right. after we had taken the yeah. lead. Yeah. You're right. It, was a it seems like forever ago now because football's yeah. gone. But. And, you know, and I think you can call that as a special teams play in a way. So I don't know if it's offense, but you know, maybe I, I'll let it, I would say that would count. I mean, there were yeah. points scored. Yeah. So, but I mean, you, you know, I think it. it was maybe the spate rainbow pass because I think spate was overpassing a lot of players, you know, throughout the game, like it was, throughout the year um, that, you know, he had a hard time timing his passes with those, you know, with Chesson and Darbo all year. And that, throw was perfect to but darbo with a rainbow pass on the sideline to him um and that broke the game open and i would probably be leaning towards that one as being you know maybe your offensive play of the game so but uh yeah that was a really good pass yeah uh there were definitely a lot of moments i was uh a little scattered with this because yeah, um, yeah, you can, you can talk, you you could take it. Uh, there are always different ways you could take it. You could take the, the biggest impact on a game for winning a game, or just biggest impact in a game. I centered a little bit around uh, Chris Evans because he had that really awesome run. I want to say it was, oh man, was it oh, Maryland? I think he had a fifty-yard yeah. run. Actually, I think it was a reception. Uh, yep. technically, uh, where it was kind of like a screen pass, and it was like 57 yards, and he barely caught the ball, and then he uh, made it all the way down the field, and I think he got pushed out the one-yard line. Um, but then uh, something else that made me think with Chris Evans was his performance in the Orange Bowl. Uh, he put Michigan ahead uh, at the end of the game, and he was a difference maker. I mean, he had that long touchdown run there at the end. Yep. And I know we didn't win that game, but that was a huge uh, momentum play. Could could have and should have taken us to the win, but it didn't. Um, but then a uh, similar situation with that that I thought of from 2016 was then the fourth down. It was end of regulation or no, I think it was the overtime to go into double overtime with Ohio State where Spade right. connected with. Chesson or Darbo, uh, right. but it was a fourth down, last chance, mm. and uh, the two were able to connect and uh, force into overtime. Yeah, and so some of those crunch things right. where it comes down to like do or die. No, and you know that's a good point you made. Is you know you can actually go back to even I thought you were heading towards the Chris Evans scamper run against Florida State. You know that was a great. Uh, run um but you know the thing is about chris evans is, is you know i believe he's the third true freshman to ever run um eclipse what 100 yards in his first in his college debut <laughs> so yeah he's great running back you know um but yeah against that maryland game i remember that well that was a great run and then that the florida state game obviously that was really good game for us too but uh but yeah both of those were really good man yeah so uh just some of those highlights some of those offensive yeah and i know you're struggling like you're saying you were struggling and i did too because it wasn't like you were saying these that huge impact moment you know that you said you know like last year 2015 there was quite a few that you just went wow that was amazing 
you know, uh, yes. Well, there was the, yeah, like things like that crazy Darbo catch, but I feel like there were some momentum shifters, uh, that wound up winning games. But see, that's the thing when Michigan usually had a close game this year, they lost all the wins were by sizable victory usually. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just kind of interesting to see that because I was looking over things for the whole season, and, yeah, that was something that you kind of saw happen over and over again. Uh, But to keep things moving along, uh, the other side of the ball, best defensive plays from the 2016. Wow. I, uh, this, you know, this one was really uh, interesting because, you know, and I was thinking about, you know, can you go back and say, can it be peppers with that uh that uh what he against Michigan State and picked it up and then ran it all the way back for a two two point conversion you know which was pretty cool to see to seal in that rivalry deal and and really stick it to Michigan State Spartans I think that really sticks up but I think I'm I'm just going to go with the one that just came down to absolutely the game. I think one of the best games of the year, it came down to one play. It came down to zeros on the clock. And I'm going to go with the Jordan Lewis interception play. Um, if he, the, the absolute layout reach one handed grab for uh, interception, if he didn't do that, um, Wisconsin would have scored it. And that, right there was pretty amazing to seal the win for Michigan. And I think that, and that's going to probably go down as one of the best plays ever at Michigan uh, lore and history as one of the best defensive plays in, in Jordan Lewis and one of the best corners I think in the country. And that was one of my best defensive plays. So, yeah, I knew that was coming up. I knew you were going to be talking about that. And yeah, he could have batted it down, but he decided to go for the interception instead. So hold on, let me see here. Just a second. Down the middle of the field. Intercepted. Jordan Lewis with your exclamation point. And very likely the dagger. Yeah, that was there. Then that was there was actually two minutes and fifteen seconds left. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. I thought there was. Yeah, I thought there was a lot less time than that. But yeah, there was two minutes yeah. and fifteen seconds with that. Okay. And yeah, if that receiver had gotten that ball, he would have been gone. So, yeah, yeah okay. that was. I mean, no doubt that was the defense. The for the athleticism for that play and just mm-hmm. the shock and awe that was. Right. That was the defensive play. Um, so I wanted to look outside of that okay. just to bring up some other moments that were uh, pretty big and pretty great. And you were talking about picking uh, Peppers picking up that fumble for the return against Michigan State. That was awesome. Uh, one that was, again, I mean, it's just kind of interesting because it was a big play and it was a momentum shifter, but we still wound up losing the game. But I'll go to McCray's pick six in Florida State. Oh, yeah. And that that was big because we needed something, and he came through. And, I mean, I know, like, he was at the right place at the right time, and he made the play, uh, but he capitalized off Florida State's mistake, and that was a big defensive play for us. So Yeah, that was, and, you know, and he didn't have a very good game. I mean, he was getting burned, by the way. Yeah. All, all game. And, you know, he was, you know, 
way overmatched with, you know, I think he was covering the running back for Florida state. And so, you know, and the thing is McCray wasn't having a good game and for him to really step up and seal and come back and put us in that game really well, that was a great play. Like you said. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was. Uh, so, the, but then, I mean, this, this is more uh, something that definitely has to be said because we're talking about the defense and now the defense you could almost say all year the defense did a really amazing job. I mean, there were certain times where they maybe got exhausted. I wouldn't necessarily say burned. Uh, there were definitely times that they got burned, but yeah. they they almost didn't. I can't remember if it was at the beginning games or end of games, but they just in crucial moments, they didn't come through all the time, but just their level of play for the entire year. The defense was great and amazing. Yeah. And you're right. And the way, you know, it's, it comes down to the defense was winning the game for us and the offense was not pulling their weight. (laughs) If that's the way you want to put it, that's the way you want to put it. And that's the absolute, absolute truth. You know, defense kept us in games. um, And there's times, you know, obviously there's times where they were uh, not playing the best, but they, did really really well and obviously you know comes to mind is florida state and keeping florida state to not scoring after that half um but you know and i'm gonna uh, you know there's one, another one you can put in there i thought really sealed the deal but we did lose and i thought actually you're heading that way caleb was the stribbling interception against iowa that game that interception sealed the deal for us to win that game it's just we went you know three and out yeah, I didn't get the first down. I was just going right. to say that. And, Defense yeah. came through, and the offense didn't even need to score in some situations. They just exactly. needed first downs, and they couldn't do Stripling it. Stripling with a huge, you know, huge interception force to seal that win. And I said, what, that's even when he did that, I went, oh, my gosh. I went, oh, my gosh, it's over. We yeah, got sh- this. Should and, be over. Yeah. I said, all we need is a first down. It's over. And, yeah, and yeah. we know the rest. But, um but yeah, those are all really, really good ones. But uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's tough to beat the Jordan Lewis one. It's just you know that that one just sticks out more than anything, any play probably this year. Um, and a lot of you know a lot of what Peppers did too. I mean, he had a lot of great sacks and tackles and special teams play, and he was all over the field. But yeah, that one was one of the best. Yeah, for sure. And something else to mention, it's not defensive. We didn't really talk about special teams plays. I mean, you brought it up a little bit with the offensive play. But uh, special teams play uh, to also remember and highlight because it was so far at the beginning, pretty positive UCF, the blocked punt for the touchdown. Oh, yeah. Or was that Colorado? It was one of those two games. Um, Yeah, I think it was Colorado. Yeah, and so that was... Special teams really showed up our special teams really kept us in the game because we were down yeah yeah because that was right i think it was what 14 to 0 and then they blocked the punt and then got that yeah um touchdown and then they went up 21 to 7 i think yeah so i mean that was another big one special teams did a lot of different things so a little shout out to them there uh while we're talking about the defense but yeah um yeah uh so much could be said about the defense kind of a interesting thing to talk about because i know there'll be different ways to take this and we even said it last year uh best game of the season then wow do, do you want it to maybe we should just divide this up so okay let's do best game 
performance mm-hmm. by Michigan. Like everything was, you know, best game, best performance. Michigan dominated. Michigan football. Right. Um, you know, and that's a tough one. You're going to say best game, like all you talking about all cylinders clicking and things are doing well. Um, yeah. You know what? I think I'm going to go with um, maybe, you know, you could go, oh, yeah, you, you, you could say, hey, wow, us against Rutgers. Oh, our, us against Maryland and going up against Durkin and, you know, an old coach of ours. And that's great, you know. And But I'm going to go with um, the reason why is I'm going to go with the Colorado game because the very fact is we were down 14 points. And for us to come back and win that game was really good because they were really clicking in the beginning. And for us, like you were saying, I think you were talking about this, um, Caleb, is, is, and you were right, is can we get through adversity? You know, can we win when our you know backs are against the wall? And coming out of that first quarter when it seems like Colorado was just scoring left and right on us, can we come back and win it? And we did. And actually winning really well, big, you know, with 45 to 28. So, but um, that was a great game for us to show that, you know, when we're down, we can still win it. And that just shows you that in the other games, we actually could do that. You know, Michigan against Florida state, we were down again, almost about the same amount of points. And yet, we almost won that game. Same thing, you know, we played against Ohio State, you know, it was back and forth, but it was a game where can we play through adversity, Um, things like that, that I think I I actually liked the way we played against Colorado in the second half, and it showed uh, actually three three quarters, I think we played really well, and that was one of my best, I think one of our best games, so. Yeah. Yeah, interesting take because, yeah, the two that I would go for as far as performance would be Rutgers and Maryland because everything did seem to be clicking. I mean, Rutgers you go to, and it was just um, it was just like we could do no wrong. Right. I mean, everything was just working well. Everybody was top-notch. I mean, obviously, when you shut out a team, you're talking about great job defensively, and then you score 78 points, and in the second half, I can't remember where, if there was a single pass – and so it was just complete domination. And, I mean, of course, you have to look at opponents, too. So, But the Maryland game was another good one. But then to take it on a different kind of a side of things would be to say what was the best, most entertaining game then? <laughs> wow. That was... That's a toss-up because there's yeah, two of them. So there's two of them. And my... my and they're two- both... Well, actually, I guess you would, uh, there were three there because there was another game I was thinking of, but go yeah. ahead. Well, you got your three, and I know three you're going to bring up. You're going to bring up the Iowa-Wisconsin game in Ohio State. Now, the most – the boy, you know what? It, I'm going to say you, – you, are you talking about the best game? Like yeah. you would be like, I even though we lost, I could watch this game again. Because it was so uh-huh. intense, and it would be, you know, wow. I would probably say, um, I would probably go with the Wisconsin game because of the very fact that you got two defenses, two what, two top 
probably top five decent fences in the country at that time going at each other. Neither one of us, you know, even us, even though we should be a little bit better as far as um, when it comes to offense, you know, you know, we weren't, we weren't, we were okay, but we weren't great on offense. They weren't great on offense, but I just think it was a defensive game the whole time. You know, and I know a lot of people don't like defensive games, but I happen to, like that game because of the very fact is how it ended, how we won it by that biggest play in probably Michigan history. And that, um, it came down to something like that. And, and it came down to two, you know, two to three big plays and that was it. Um, so I'm going to pick that game. The reason why I didn't pick Ohio state one is because there's some certain things that frustrated me, you know, um, I think spate, you know, Giving them six, you know, pick six was very frustrating to watch. There were times where I thought, um, you know, we weren't clicking and making mistakes and giving them the ball. And it seemed like we were, I was just going, man, we're, they're going to win this game because we keep giving the ball back to them. And it was driving me nuts. So, and um, the Iowa game was really tough because it just seemed like, God, man, we offensively, we couldn't do anything right couldn't get a third couldn't get a first down couldn't run the ball at all couldn't throw the ball nothing was clicking nothing and that wasn't even an offensive game i'm not sure what that game was <laughs> and you know and we still could have a chance to win that but uh i'm gonna go with the wisconsin game just because the magnitude where it was at at michigan stadium and all those fans and the way jordan lewis won that game for us so all right well i am going i there was actually one game in there that I want to put in there, and that was the Iowa game because just like you were saying, there was so much bad with that. Even though it was a close game and down to the wire and everything, if that was the one that Michigan would have won, yeah, that would have been uh, included in the list. But because it was a loss and it was just an ugly loss and it was a team that Michigan should have beat easily, yeah. uh, I was not putting that in the list. So the other, the third one for me would have been the Florida State game. Oh, yep. Yes. I so, think that. Okay. So, yeah. but the one that I would have to put at the top of the list, probably two reasons. One, because it's the game. So I'm talking about the Ohio State game. Right. Uh, but then also just the way that ended. And <laughs> I, even though I would, I'm going to hate watching it. And yeah, exactly. It's going to haunt forever. It's just going to be like that. What While there were mistakes made, because there's almost always mistakes made, that was a great performance. A lot of things were against us. We went into Columbus. Things could have, should have probably ended differently with that, but it was just like that was, and it was even voted by people outside of the Big Ten as I think the first or second best game of 2016. Yeah. So that that was right there. Yeah, yeah, you got refs, controversy on the refs. So you throw all that in, you got – yeah, you got drama, you got controversy, you got the big game, and then you got, was he a foot short? Yeah. <laughs> and, man, all that rolled up in the one, and yeah, I agree. It, yeah, that that's yeah, that was a tough one, I think, because I was so angry because there were so many times we could have won that game. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, both, all, all three to four of those games are great, so. Yeah, so I uh, we will move then to another subject of the negative side of things, and what would you look at 
as the worst play, and this is offense or defense. Oh, I some know of the worst is. plays. I already know what that is. And you know the funny thing is, is you could sit there and go, you know, if you take all these games, there's so many plays. What could be the worst one? And you're thinking about it. And you're thinking about it. And you're thinking about it. And I'm gonna go. You you could say, oh, could it be the Spates pick six? You know, to uh, Ohio State giving them you know six points right there keep them in the game yeah it could be that one sure you can name a number of them but i'm gonna name this one play that i think cost us the game only because i don't think it cost us the the game i think it was such a bad it's a it's a play that was so badly called during that time that it made no sense and i don't think it made sense to anybody on Twitter, I don't think it made anybody sense to anybody who's a Michigan fan. And I think the fans on social media just went nuts with this play. And that is against Iowa when we had the ball and it was first down. We couldn't get it. Second down, they do a, a pitch to the running back on the strong side of Iowa and actually lost yards. Everybody said, why are you doing a pitch to a running back to the strong side of the field, the even short side of the field, too? Everybody was there. There was nobody there. I mean, there's there's no running room. And what happens is now you got a third and long. So Spate's got to throw a ball that uh, he was the, to the a receiver that was, I believe, almost double covered. And there's no way they were going to catch it. And that was the play. And then what's that do? That gives the ball back to Iowa. Iowa moves up the ball down. They kick the field goal to win it. That play right there makes me go, that was the worst play, I think, of the whole year. I cannot believe that happened. I cannot believe that kind of call was even remotely called. That I think pretty much i think lost that game for us i was saying i was even saying you know what why don't we throw all four you know all three downs all three to four down just throw them throw the ball they didn't do that and so didn't understand it man it's bad call yeah well i am going to see you that and i'm going to raise you (laughs) oh yeah okay the play in the orange bowl when we oh. kicked it off after Chris Evans gave us the lead oh. and the special teams allowed their returner yep. to go almost all the way down the field. Good one. Yeah. And then go right into scoring position so that we wound up losing that game. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. That was, that was rough. That was tough. And that was devastating because Team did everything to fight all the way back, and then the special teams botched it on that one. Not to say that even if they had stopped them well on that play that they wouldn't have pulled something out, but that was that was rough and that was brutal. Yeah, because you, what you're doing is you're just, you know, you got the momentum on your side, and then all the air gets sucked back out of it, that and gives it right back to them. And, man. Yeah. Another one that I'll say, and it's something that didn't happen, um, it's and this is just to put it in there because it fits in the category and everything, but I can't remember. I watched the whole game again, but I was definitely at least watching highlights of the Ohio State game, and at the end of the first overtime, I think it was maybe it was regulated. No, it was first overtime. At the end of the first overtime, the offense was moving up, and Spate wanted to go for two and go for the win, 
instead yeah. of going into another overtime. Yeah. And that was one. And of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. It's easy to say it afterwards and everything, but it's kind of like one of those things where there you look the more time you're able to actually stop and think about it, it's just kind of like, oh man, it kind of makes sense. Um, of where it's just like there was so much against us. I mean, we yeah. were whole there was not a lot of momentum on our side. We were barely holding on. A lot of things were against us. I mean, <laughs> we even saw how rough things were with the officials. Oh, so yeah. so but then again, I don't know. I mean, it could have been one of those things too where if it was a close controversial call, they would have maybe just flipped it the other way. But that's one of those where it's just like that's another unfortunate situation. So Yeah. No, oh, yeah, I know. There's quite a few of them out there, but uh, yeah, that was that's a good one. Yeah, I, that Florida State one, I didn't. I, yeah, that was bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, I, I think the best way to sum up this season was the heartbreaker season for Michigan. Yeah, because to lose those three games by a combined score of five points, yeah, is just crazy. And you know the thing is, is it lose it by five points? But knowing that you and I just brought up these plays, that it all came down to just a couple plays that could have won the games for us. You know, oh, yeah. one all, one you play know. against Iowa, one play against Ohio State, yeah, one play against Florida State, and yeah. that could have been different. Yeah. Now, of course, granted, if you had been Iowa and. Ohio State, you wouldn't have been playing Florida State. Well, you're right. And the only, you know, I'm going to scratch Florida State off that list, but you have to remember is, and I don't think a lot of people might not know this, is you're right. One play and all those games that we lost, Iowa, and then we lost to Ohio State, all we needed in those games was a first down. Yep. All those games, and we would have won, and we couldn't get it. That's what drives me absolutely bonkers because we had the ball against Ohio State, and all we need was a first down to run the clock out. We couldn't do it. We had a punt. All those games, all those games, we had a punt to them, and they moved the ball down to score. Same thing with Iowa. Couldn't get a first down. Had to punt it, and our defense couldn't hold it. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a heartbreaking year because of that. And to think about that drives me bonkers because you know. Those are the kind of things that win championships that you gotta you have to remember and you're in those situations. You have to say, you know what, this game is super close. All we need is a first down to win this and you just you gotta get you gotta get your team to win you get that first down to win it. And and that's what's really heartbreaking, so to go through this. Yeah, thanks a lot, Caleb. Now I'm all depressed. <laughs> there you go. You're welcome. Uh, but then <clears throat> it'll move us into what I think is probably going to be the quickest conversation here um, for the worst game then of the season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. You could say your Florida State one, not really. I mean, yeah, it was. You could say the Iowa game, that's pretty close to being up there. I mean, but the worst game, obviously, was Ohio State. Just bringing up the whole fact is so much on the line with that game. There's so much against us. We had a hostile crowd at the Horseshoe. We had the refs that, obviously, given all the history and what we know about them, is they didn't like us at all. 
In yeah. fact, they were Ohio State fans. <laughs> they were and, calling technicals on us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and well, yeah, and obviously one of them wasn't even a you know college football ref. He was from basketball, so that didn't make any sense. But given all that, we had plenty of chances to win that game. And just in a way, I just I felt like the more this game went on, I felt like this we were going to lose this game just based on all those things. Just. You know, the pick six and giving them, you know, you can't do that. You can't do that, and especially against Ohio State. You can't do dumb things like that. you got to play a pretty good game to beat them. And actually, we almost beat them in not having a good game. If we would have been pretty good, we would have won it, and we didn't. And, and there's times down the stretch where I was really frustrated because even, let's say, JT Barrett was short, you know, and I think most people and Michigan fans thought he was okay. And I thought he was, but given the fact is we still had a chance to stop them, you know, and we gave up and we just let them run right in. It's like, it's like the defense just said, well, he got the first down. Well, the game's over. <laughs> and I went, yeah. wait a minute. It's not over with, it's not over. You can stop them. And he, you know, and they didn't, it's almost like he just waltzed right in or Samuels did. And, and I just went, you know, that game was really heartbreaking because of the very fact that I think Michigan knew that we had that game in our hands and we just let it go. And and it's heartbreaking because there's so much on the line. The Big Ten uh, going to the playoffs, we went to the playoffs, and I believe probably, you know, obviously the Big Ten championship game. So a lot there. Yeah, well, I will go a little bit of a different direction because I will go ahead and say the Iowa game because that was just – while things were bad in the Ohio State game like there was still good there was there was good effort you saw the fight you saw the determination in the Iowa game everything just seemed off except for yeah except for special teams because you uh the passing was off the running was off the blocking was off the play calling was bad uh the defense wasn't playing like the dominant defense that they were it was just everything seemed to be going wrong in that game except for the special teams so i would have to put that one as the worst game because it was just a poor performance pretty much everywhere with that and that's just one where it's uh so many so many bad things to be able to say about that yeah one. you're right and you're right we couldn't even run the ball couldn't pass the ball couldn't do anything during that game and that was yeah that was a frustrating game you're right because we couldn't even move the ball at all and I was like, how can we not move it? And their running back was running through. That was frustrating, too, to watch their running back, who's a pretty good running back. He's not the best, was running through us like crazy. He was just, I think he was like, what, seven to eight yards per carry. And, you know, running through dribbling and running through our secondary and getting through the second level and our linebackers. And I went, man, we can't stop this guy. And they're not even throwing it. In fact, we knew what I was doing during that game, didn't we? We said, there's a one-dimensional team, and they're just running the ball, and we can't stop them. Yeah, yeah so that was a very frustrating game. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. now that you bring it up, that's a pretty tough game to, to swallow, too. So. Yeah, all, all of those, all that we talked about, definitely valid, definitely could uh, fit into all those categories and everything. So just, like, a lot of different – Things brought up from 2016, the good, the bad, and the ugly, that's for sure. So, But 2016 is behind us. Uh, it was great. Um, always enjoy football and everything. So 
sad that we're now in the downtime. Uh, seeing the seniors go out, combines going on, having all the players there and everything. So yeah, yeah, yeah good to see that. Good to see you know Michigan's got about what fourteen players. Yep, there. Most out of any school, which then that means that I saw this. We have the least amount of starters returning out of the entire yeah. conference with five. And then the next closest is one school has nine, and then every other school has 10 or more. Wow. So we have basically less than half of everyone. And don't we have one of the toughest schedules? I believe so. Maybe. Yeah, I think we have like a really tough schedule, not like last year. So, you know, it's going to be some people going to have to step up, man. I mean, it really is. And, you know, I think, you know, maybe we'll do a show on who, who we think, you know, at skill positions, who we think are going to take the helm or start. But uh, it'll be an interesting year. But, um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of people that are very excited for the year, and I am too, you know, but uh, – there's a lot of question marks, and so we're going to be tackling that throughout the off season and talking about that stuff. But um, you know, but you know, I I know that we have the NFLs coming up, the NFL draft, so that'll be really interesting to see where the NFL players go, and um, some of those players like Taco and uh, Jordan Lewis, and where Peppers goes, and things like that. So. Yeah, for sure. So, okay. Well, uh, there are some other things to mention here as we will be closing. So uh, we will go ahead and transition here into some closing thoughts before we go ahead and sign out. So the thing that I wanted to make sure to mention, and I was thinking about mentioning it at the beginning, but I forgot, and so we're just going to go ahead and mention it now. Um, wanted to mention, if anybody hasn't seen, because most of the time uh, people who listen to our show also follow and watch the things that Rashawn puts out with the blueprint. I uh, wanted to give a little shout-out and just say that Rashawn is looking for a female co-host for his, I think it's just the Blueprint Radio bits, mm -hmm. if I'm correct. Yep. Um, so if anybody's interested in that or learning more information, I imagine most of you know how to contact Rashawn. If you don't, you can contact us, and then we will put you in touch or share his contact information with you. Uh, so if you are a woman who enjoys talking Michigan football, and would be interested in doing that, you can check out with Rashawn and the Blueprint Show. But as for us, I think that's really kind of mostly it. Yeah, Anything maybe we'll else? bring on Anastasia. Yeah, she could. Uh, she might have some more interesting takes for early on for the 2017 yep. season. Yeah, she could. She could be. She'd probably teach us something. Yeah, she'll probably have more of a level-headed perspective than <laughs> Craig when he gets upset and yeah loses his temper. Yeah, you know, Anastasia could sit there and say, hey, guys, settle down, you know, calm down. You need a timeout, Craig. <laughs> yeah, timeout. There you go. Yep, she probably could. That would be awesome. So, But, yeah. 
Shout out to her. Thanks, Anastasia. Yes. Thanks again for that voicemail. That was great. So if anybody else wants to leave us voicemails, like I said, next week might be an early preview of 2017 season. Don't quote me on that. We will be doing that sometime here coming up, but uh, we'll kind of see how things are moving ahead with this uh, time during the off season. So uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, We hope you guys, as always, have a good uh, rest of the week. And as always, we'll finish things off with Go Blue. Go Blue.